Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to BMO's Leverating Canada's Business Credit Availability Programs Conference Call. I would now like to turn the meeting over to our host, Andrew Irvin, head of BMO's Canadian Business Banking Group. Please go ahead, Mr. Irvin. Thank you, operator, and welcome, everybody. Uh, Before we begin our call, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the tragedy that occurred just this past weekend in Nova Scotia, and I wanted to share our heartfelt condolences from everyone at BMO to all those who were impacted, and most especially to those who lost loved ones through this senseless act of violence. Okay, Um, uh, obviously these are challenging times. Uh, I do hope all of you are safe and well uh, and and that your businesses are doing as well as they can in these uh, challenging times. Uh, We know that COVID-19 is impacting your business in ways that no one could have predicted. And the primary focus that we have here at the bank is providing our clients with the support that they need to get through this time of uncertainty. I want to let you know that our teams at BMO have been working around the clock to make sure that we put measures in place that meet your needs, that are easy to understand, and that are accessible. To date, we have supported over 15,000 clients with payment deferrals, or operating line extensions. We have also deployed in less than two weeks over $1.5 billion of stimulus through the federal government's Canada Emergency Business Account, or CBA for short. Going forward, we are committed to providing you with expert advice and ensuring that you have the latest information on the government announcements and available support programs. This includes details on the financial programs available to you that we are jointly offering with the Business Development Bank of Canada and the Export Development Canada. And both of these programs will be the focus of our roundtable today. We have a lot to cover over the next 45 or so minutes, and I'll start with a quick walkthrough of our agenda. We'll begin with some introductory comments from the Honorable Scott Bryson, Vice Chair of BMO Capital Markets, Prior to joining BMO in 2019, Scott most recently served as President of the Treasury Board and Minister for Digital Government. This experience, as well as his 21-plus years as a member of Parliament, provides Scott a unique insider perspective, which he'll share with us shortly. We are also honored to be joined by Pierre Dubril, Executive Vice President of Financing for the Business Development of Canada and Julie Potier, uh, Acting Senior Vice President of Channels and Marketing for Export Development Canada. Each of them will provide highlights and clarity around the Government of Canada's Business Credit Availability Programs, or BCAP for short. Following the formal overview, Scott will help us moderate a Q&A session. We did receive some questions from you earlier for Pierre and for Julie. Our two BMO subject matters experts are also on hand to answer any questions. Welcome to Christian Skogan, Head of Credit Structuring and Portfolio Management for the Business Bank, and Credit Kerry Stackhouse, who holds the same role for our commercial bank. 
And last but not least, we'll finish the call with some remarks from Christine Cooper, who is my counterpart in Canadian commercial banking. So let's get started, and it's my pleasure to turn over the call to the Honorable Scott Bryson. Scott, over to you. Thank you, Andrew, and welcome, everybody. Today's COVID-19 crisis is distinct from anything any of us have witnessed in recent history and really in, in, in our lifetimes in many cases. Um, I'd like to contextualize the current situation with the 2008 global financial crisis. In 2008, that was truly a financial crisis, a capital markets event for, for Canadians active in the capital markets. They saw their portfolios drop as the TSX plummeted from 15,000 to 7,600. And while the real economy slowed down, including an increase in unemployment, the impact on the real economy in Canada in 2008 doesn't compare with what we're living through today. <clears throat> it was truly a capital markets event, whereas today's COVID-19 crisis is a real economy event where effectively 30% of the Canadian economy shut down overnight. Now, as in 2008, the government of Canada's fiscal position uh, is strong when compared with peer group countries and is in a better, the government of Canada is in a better position to respond. As well, Canada's banking system is strong prudentially and Canadian banks like BMO are, are strong because of prudential management that has ensured we're there to help people uh, when they need it today in a crisis. Also in 2008, the world benefited from a global response synchronized by the G20. Incidentally, uh, 2008 was the first real test of the G20, which was only created in 1999. And for a Canadian trivia perspective, it was started by and led by Paul Martin, the Canada's finance minister, uh, who was the first chair. Now, the, the reforms, <clears throat> the 2008 experience for the G20 created a muscle memory that has helped prepare the global community, the global financial community, for this crisis. And today we're benefiting from that experience as governments, central banks, and financial institutions are responding more quickly and more significantly than they did in 2008. To put it in perspective, in the U.S. today, the stimulus package for COVID-19 response is about $2.5 trillion. To put it in historic perspective, that compares to about $800 billion in terms of Roosevelt's New Deal in modern or in current dollar terms. And the Federal Reserve Bank in the U.S. has done more in six weeks in terms of monetary policy than it did in the 12 months following uh, the 2008 crisis. In Canada, the government, again, governments are responding quickly. Uh, we're seeing about 180 to a $200 billion stimulus package. Uh, and that compares, uh, to about 40 billion in stimulus, uh, at the time back in 2008. Plus the government, all governments are responding, uh, more quickly and more significantly. Um, as well in 2020 today, the Bank of Canada is actually participating in quantitative easing, buying about $5 billion worth of government bonds per week. And that is distinct from the, its response in 2008. <clears throat> the focus today is on bridging families and businesses through this crisis. And that's what governments and banks are, are, are 
absolutely laser focused on. Now, in 2008, another key difference compared to today is that the Canadian economy benefited and the recovery benefited from relatively high oil and commodity prices. Oil prices in the fall of 2008 dropped to about 30 bucks a barrel. And, uh, but by April 2009, it had risen again to about $60 a barrel. And it didn't really drop significantly until 2014. Chinese demand this time is not as robust or as dependable uh, as it was in 2008. And another difference of this crisis today and the 2008 crisis is that Canadian consumer demand uh, cannot be depended on to the same extent it could have in 2008. Uh, going into the 2008 crisis, the Canadian family debt was about a dollar twenty for every dollar of annual income, uh, and today it's about a dollar sixty. Um, to put it in perspective, going into the 2008 crisis in the U.S., a U.S. family debt was about one point six dollars for every dollar of annual income. Today it's a dollar twenty. So we've seen a bit of a reversal there, with Canadian families more indebted. Now, a positive difference today is that long-term borrowing costs are only 0.6% compared to 3% in 2008. Now, we're seeing a, a remarkable level of adaptation and uh, in digital uh, adoption of technologies today, which is transforming how people are working. That could mean coming out of this, we could see higher levels of productivity, as in many cases, large companies are seeing more in more uh, digital transformation and adoption of digital technologies in six weeks, largely to uh, enable uh, remote working, than would have been possible under normal circumstances in two years. Now, in 2008, Mario Draghi, the uh, former head of the European Central Bank, coined the phrase, whatever it takes. In 2020, I would say it's whatever it takes is what governments and banks are saying today. Plus, we've got your back. In Canada, uh, we've seen uh, deep cooperation between uh, governments of all levels, the federal government, the Department of Finance, along with federal organizations like BBC and EDC, in lockstep and partnership with Canadian banks to create programs that would have taken in normal circumstances, months or even years to develop, legislate, and implement. In today's world, they're being developed in days and weeks. This is because of the urgency of the situation, and governments and banks are responding quickly. Now, there can be some confusion for citizens and businesses about how to access these programs, how the programs actually work. And to help us make sense of all of this, where the rubber hits the road, we have senior representatives of BMO, BDC, and EDC with us today. Finally, with COVID-19, we really have two crises. One is a public health crisis, and the second is an economic crisis. The public health crisis response for governments and financial institutions, or for primarily governments of all levels, including provincial governments, is like trying to get the airplane landed safely. The economic crisis response is like trying to get the plane off the ground again safely. So my co-pilots today 
who will be helping us understand the programs designed to help Canadian businesses of all size through this crisis are Julie Potier from EDC and Pierre Dubois from EDC. And now I'd like to turn it over to Julie Potier from Export Development Canada. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, I also would like to um, to thank you for the invitation, and it is a pleasure for me to be with you this afternoon and to provide more information about the EDC Business Credit Availability Program Guarantee. Um, throughout my presentation, I will be referring to this guarantee as the BCAP guarantee. So maybe I should start with telling you more about the program and the benefit it provides. So the EDC BCAP guarantee provides an 80% EDC guarantee to your financial institution on new loans in response to COVID funding needs. There are two key benefits. The first one is increased ability to support companies when they need emergency liquidity for operational costs. The second one is added flexibility to support loans where there is insufficient asset coverage but a viable underlying business. The guarantee really enables the financial institution to extend additional credits to, to its customers. It will be the financial institution that will decide whether the guarantee is the right product for you. The program is open to Canadian businesses in need of short-term liquidity to sustain operations throughout the pandemic. It's important to say that it's available to companies also with no export sales. The Government of Canada has amended EDC's mandate to allow us to support domestic businesses through this crisis. We're also, we've designed a process for rapid access to working capital. The program has been simplified. The, the qualification uh, criteria allow the financial institution to easily apply an EDC guarantee for a facility that meets the program parameters. I would like to know that your only interaction with EDC is you will be asked to fill a simple online eligibility form. But with that being said, your first point of contact should be your relationship manager. And that person will be your key resource to support you through this process. I will also like to mention that the, elig the eligibility form is actually not the approval of the guarantee itself. I would like to turn now to the qualification criteria and and um, mention to you the exclusions that we have. First of all, the proceeds of the loan must be used to finance operational costs, such as rent, payroll, or other operational expenses that have been impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. The loan must be a new facility equal to or less than 6.25 million uh, Canadian dollars. It has an initial term of 12 months and it can be renewed for another 12 months. There are no specific sector or industry restrictions. However, there are broad restricted categories of businesses that are not eligible for the program. And let me list them. First of all, government organization or bodies or entities owned by a government organization or body, unions, unions charitable 
religious or fraternal organization or entities owned by such organizations, uh, except registered by the T2 or T3010 corporation that generate a portion of their revenue from the sales of goods or services. Entities owned by individual holding political offices. Also, entities that promote violence, incite hatred, or discriminate on the basis of sex, gender, sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, religion, culture, region, education, age, or mental or physical disability would also be excluded. So you're probably wondering the business uh, purpose, can the fund, how can we use the funds, uh, to put it simply? The funds of the loan must be used to finance operational costs, such as rent, payroll, or other operational expenses, as I've said before. The proceeds of the loan cannot be used to repay or refinance existing debt, to make shareholder contribution or shareholder loan, to buy back stock or issue stock option, or to pay bonuses or executive compensation. Again, the intent of the loan must be emergency liquidity to sustain operation during the pandemic. The last uh, point I will cover is whether you can take advantage of multiple programs. The, the short answer is yes, you can take advantage of multiple programs, both within EDC or between EDC and BDC. Um, you can also combine um, EDC's BCAP guarantee with uh, the new Canadian Emergency Business Account Facility. It can also um, be combined uh, with the BDC uh, BCAP co-lending program, which uh, Pierre Dubreuil will talk about in a, in a few seconds, uh, which means that you can get access up to $12.5 million in working capital, provided that um, – that your company meets the criteria of both programs and that um, your financial institution um, feels that that is the right, um, those are the right programs for your business. Um, the last thing I'll, I'll point out is that you can also be supported by multiple EDC programs that already exist, such as uh, our bonding programs or our insurance solutions. Thank you, Julie and Pierre. Thank you, uh, Mr. Bryson, and thank you, Julie, because you made my life a lot easier uh, to describe what our program is because uh, our program in terms of eligibility is a mirror of what uh, EDC uh, is, is putting forward. The big difference between our two programs is ours is about the co-lending program in the sense that the, uh, the credit process, you don't have any interactions with BDC. The credit process is entirely delegated to BMO. Uh, I know that Judy talked about combining both uh, EDC and BDC. I would suggest that you talk to your account manager at BMO because uh, BMO will ultimately be responsible for the structure of the new debt that will be put in place. So similar to EDC, our facility, which is a new loan, net new money, is to fund operational cash flows. Uh, a, a bit of a difference is that it would also include uh, normal course repayments of principal and interest that you do have with your business. Uh, the same as EDC, it's not to replace or refinance existing debt. So it's net new money. Uh, the way it works is that uh, BDC takes an 80% participation for up to $5 million giving a total of 6.25 million. 
The terms and conditions will be determined by BMO, but uh, I may say that you can benefit up to 12 months of, uh, of uh, without repayments, a, a postponement of repayments. You can have a term of up to 10 years in the maturity with a 20-year amortization. As uh, Julie said, you can combine both BDC and EDC for a maximum of 1.25 million. Uh, both program uh, target uh, or the program's end date for BDC is that uh, hopefully the uh, money is committed before September 30th, 2020, with the last drawdown at the end of March 2021. If you need any additional details, uh, you need to speak to your uh, Bank of Montreal uh, account manager because they are the ones that are ultimately responsible for distributing uh, money that uh, BDC will uh, participate in. Uh, I think that's a brief summary because I don't want to repeat what uh, Julie has said. Uh, we have mirror conditions in terms of eligibility and, uh, and uh, terms and conditions in general. Great. Thank you very much, Pierre, and thank you, Julie. Uh, to, to start off, uh, we've had this questions provided by BMO clients across Canada. And uh, I'd like to start off with uh, one that I'm going to direct to Terry, actually. Um, and that is, how do I determine which program is most appropriate for my business and our circumstances? Who determines whether a business qualifies and on what criteria is that based? So I'm going to direct that to Carrie from BMO. Thanks, Scott. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Perfect. So these relief programs are fundamentally about preserving Canadian businesses, the economy, and ensuring clients have the necessary short-term liquidity to get through the next six months. So we've taken a number of immediate and ongoing actions uh, for relief efforts. The first is BMO offered near-term principal relief and small increases to operating facilities where warranted with the anticipation that the client will also inject client, uh, capital where possible. Second, BMO has processed on behalf of clients a great number of SEBA applications. And thirdly, if additional liquidity support is still needed, BMO will look to leverage the BCAP facilities where appropriate. We are continuing to work with the government on any forthcoming relief programs, and we view the latest rent support via Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation as a favorable development for the income property segment. As it pertains to BCAP, BMO will be accountable for qualifying all businesses who apply by verifying that clients meet the government's eligibility criteria for these programs, confirming reasonable need for relief financing, and applying its risk assessment framework when considering credit applications, which is a requirement for both BDC and EDC. We will focus primarily on assessing the viability of the business prior to COVID-19 and its ability to withstand at least six months of disrupted operations before return to normalcy. So these programs are based on risk sharing between BDC and EDC and BMO, where the government believes that BMO is best placed to determine an appropriate relief credit structure for our clients. As the funding available through these programs is finite, we're going to balance overall demand with need. Pricing continues to reflect individual client situations. Both programs are loans and accordingly will attract interest which will be influenced by the overall revised debt structure of the client. 
BMO will leverage the existing security pledge today to help make the process as streamlined as possible. In instances where we may have to review or amend the security package, it would be in discussion with your relationship manager. Thank you very much, Carrie. And uh, the next question I'm going to direct to Christian, and it was a very popular question from BMO business clients across Canada. Uh, how can businesses apply to these programs? Thanks, Scott. So clients can access the financing available through the programs via their BMO relationship manager. They are very well versed knowing the ins and outs of the programs. They will work with you to assess whether a given program is the right solution for your business, and if so, verify your eligibility. They can also advise whether you may be better suited for other relief measures. For the EDC Guarantee Program, once your eligibility is confirmed, your relationship manager will direct you to complete an EDC online application, as noted by Julie. The application will include a field for you to provide the name of your relationship manager and his or her email address. This is very key as EDC will be sending your application approval notice to them, typically within 24 hours. Once the approval confirmation is received, BMO completes our normal due diligence for underwriting a credit facility, which will be backed by the EDC guarantee. Once complete, your relationship manager will be back in touch, confirming your application has been approved and internal credit approval has been obtained, subject only to the negotiation, execution, and delivery of the loan documentation for said financing. For the BDC program, loans will be underwritten adjudicated, documented, and funded by BMO following our usual credit adjudication practices. Once complete, your relationship manager will reach out to confirm that that internal credit approval has been obtained and that we are able to proceed with the financing request, subject only to the negotiation, execution, and delivery of the loan documentation for said financing. Thanks very much, Christian. Uh, now, my next question is for Carrie, um, and it's, a, it's an excellent question given the uh, the urgency of this situation. Um, there's obviously a concern about how quickly clients can actually access additional liquidity. Uh, what, what's the anticipated timing uh, it's going to take for due diligence uh, in t- typically today? Um, and, uh, you know, from a timeline perspective, how long can a client expect uh, the due diligence process to take and to actually receive the funding? Thanks, Scott. So recognizing that our clients are relying on us to get the much-needed liquidity support, we've created a streamlined process to underwrite and fund these loans as efficiently as possible. Our relationship managers are on standby to discuss how our clients have been impacted by COVID-19 and review with them forecasts for resumption of usual operations. Clients can help prepare for these discussions by developing six-month forecasts to assess liquidity needs and assumptions around return to normalcy for the industry, geography, and business model as appropriate. For example, a hotel operating outside an international airport may have a very different set of timelines than a hotel that is accessed by a variety of transportation modes. We will continue to complete due diligence, working as quickly as possible to bring this relief to our business clients experiencing hardship. BMO has created a template legal documentation to accelerate the closing process and reduce overall costs. 
Lastly, our operations teams have geared up to accept higher than normal values, or uh, sorry, volumes. Thank you very much. And uh, the next question is for Christian. And uh, the BMO client this time has asked, how will you determine how long I will have to pay back this loan? Uh, can I pay it back whenever I want, or are there penalties? Christian. Thanks, Scott. When assessing the payback period, BMO will primarily look to the client's pre-COVID-19 performance and factoring in the likelihood and timing of anticipated return to historical performance levels. Upfront, both programs offer and BMO will structure an interest-only period as both Julie and Pierre highlighted that are available. With the appropriate repayment schedule depending on the size of the BCAP facility and the borrower's ability to service proposed debt. As the majority of these loans will be short-term in nature, we anticipate the loans will be variable and therefore the clients will have the ability to repay whenever and there would be no penalties, Scott. Thanks very much. Um, next question I'm going to direct to uh, Pierre from BDC. For companies with both a Canadian and U.S. presence, is eligibility directly correlated to the size of the Canadian business only? Pierre? Oh, thank you. No, actually, the eligibility is that as long as you're you're legally incorporated company in Canada, you're uh, eligible from that perspective. It has nothing to do with the size of your exports or your Canadian operation uh, with respect to the overall size of your sales. Great. Thanks very much. Um, next question is for Terry. Uh, can businesses take advantage of more than one program, of multiple programs? Yes, by combining the EDC and BDC programs, eligible businesses may be able to obtain up to $12.5 million in incremental credit. However, this is still contingent upon a financial assessment of the uh, of BMO, uh, of your primary bank. Great. Thanks very much. Um, next question is uh, um, whether or not, uh, whether there will be more funding programs made available if the non-essential work shutdown is extended into the summer? It's a great question. Uh, Julie, we're going to start with you uh, from EDC's perspective, and then uh, I'd like to hear from Pierre as well to j jump in and uh, share uh, BDC's uh, additional perspective. Yes, thank you. Um, very good question. Uh, so there's been so far a number of programs that have been launched. So at this time, what we're looking at is where are the gaps um, once those programs uh, are being used, uh, do we foresee additional gaps? So at this point, uh, I'm not able to say whether there will be uh, new programs, but we are looking at if there will be additional gaps in the market overall. Here? Uh, from a BDC perspective, we've announced a, pro a specific program for the oil and gas um, sector uh, last week. And uh, th there are ongoing discussions about other areas of the economy that, that could be helped. But these announcements would be made uh, in conjunction with the shareholder, hopefully uh, within the coming weeks. Uh, but I think there seems to be a receptive ear, depending on from the Canadian government, in terms of uh, they're watching the usage and see whether it's adequate for support of the recovery. Thanks very much, Pierre and Julie. Um, now, uh, we're reaching the end of our time for the uh, questions from BMO clients across Canada, but there was 
One that was a very popular question, it seemed, that is on everyone's mind. And that is the question of uh, what is uh, the view of BMO's economists uh, on how long this pause will last and, and how long it might take for the Canadian economy to get back to full speed. This is a very important, a trillion-dollar question, and I'll just share with you some of the reflections of BMO economists uh, in, the, in the last uh, several weeks in this unprecedented situation. Um, our economists are forecasting an unprecedented downturn this spring due to, obviously, the restrictions of movement of goods and people caused by this pandemic, along with the collapse in oil prices, which, of course, is hitting Canada particularly hard. Both the Canadian and U.S. economies are expected to see deep contractions in the first half of the year before recovering in the second half. And that will be boosted by some of the pent-up demand, along with the unprecedented and massive public policy support from governments and central banks and financial institutions. This outlook depends critically on the assumption that the number of new infections slows to manageable levels by late April, allowing containment measures to begin to relax after mid-May and business activity to slowly resume in the summer. Now, in 2021, our economists are expecting to see economic growth rebound uh, to 6% in the U.S., and potentially slightly more in Canada, lowering the respective jobless rates to 6% in the U.S. and and 7% in Canada. So businesses are facing a couple of really tough quarters right now, but the pain ought to diminish as the country gets back to work. The most vulnerable sectors are energy, mining, hospitality, tourism, air transportation, Automotive and real estate are also expected to experience significantly weaker revenues. Now, some industries, including professional services, telecommunications, and computer services, are partially shielded from the effects of the pandemic, and they'll recover faster than uh, other sectors. Now, I'd like to ask, um, in in a moment, Pierre to share any additional uh, perspective from BDC, uh, as well as ask Julie to do the same from EDC. Um, and uh, then I'll be, I'll be actually signing off uh, after that. But I simply wanted to, uh, before turning it over to Pierre and, and Julie, I wanted to thank all of you for joining us and uh, looking forward to hearing more from Pierre and Julie in terms of their perspectives on this uh, situation and how we are going to be there for our clients to help them through this. Uh, thank you, Mr. Bryson. Uh, uh, from the economic uh, perspective, we share your view about the, uh, the the average percentage of growth. One thing we like to mention is that we don't think that uh, we will reach pre-crisis level economic activity for another two years. Uh, and we expect that, like in 2009, the, uh, the retail uh, customers in particular will be a lot more prudent and will take a lot of time to ramp up expenses uh, from that perspective. So we expect that about 25% of the economy, uh, especially the retail, uh, auto purchases and things like that, would be much slower. That's uh, that's uh, what we expect on top of uh, the comments from the BMO. Julie? Thank you very much. 
Thanks, Pierre. Uh, Julie? Uh, very similar to the forecasts that have been provided before, uh, we see a decline in economic output uh, and that it will be deep in the first half of the year with a slight gain in Q3. Um, and we will have to wait until uh, the last quarter of this year to see a rise, and that will continue into 2021. Bottom line is that EDC expects a 9% contraction this year and a approximately a 5% gain um, in 2021. Thank you very much. Now, with that, I want, I want to thank uh, Pierre from BDC and Julie from EDC for being here for the call. Uh, we are seeing in its the response to the COVID-19 crisis a remarkable all-hands-on-deck approach from the federal government and provincial governments uh, the, the Bank of Canada and financial institutions and like BMO is and uh, BDC and EDC are important partners with BMO as we're working hard to make sure we do everything we can to help you, our clients, get through this tough situation. I want to thank all of you for joining us and remember at BMO um, we are here to help and we'll do whatever it takes, and we've got your back. And with, with that, I'd like to ask Christine Cooper, who's head of Canadian commercial banking, to share her thoughts with our clients. Christine? Thanks so much, Thanks so much, Scott, and thanks for your perspective and leading the conversation today. I also want to express our thanks to Pierre and Julie for taking time to answer questions and share those details about the BCAP programs with our clients. We are really grateful for the opportunity to participate with our government partners to deliver these programs. Uh, please note that both of these programs, the EDC Loan Guarantee and the BDC Co-Lending, have launched, and they are available now for you to access at BMO. So on behalf of BMO, we want you to know that we're thinking about you, your families, your companies. Um, as you've heard today, none of us know what the future holds, but know that you can count on us to work with you through this current situation. BMO is here to help. We've been through uncertain times over our more than 200-year history. Uh, we have a strong capital position, and we are well prepared to support our clients through this situation. We have, and we will continue to work closely with you to provide advice and solutions to see you through this period of uncertainty and through your recovery. The launch of the BCAP programs is another addition to our support for businesses impacted by COVID-19. These already include a number of other relief measures. You've heard about some today, but there's the Canadian Emergency Business Account Program and tailored programs to help you access needed capital quickly and efficiently. And these include payment deferrals on loans, lines of credit, access to additional working capital and liquidity facilities, we do encourage you to reach out to your relationship manager to understand how we can best address your individual needs. Our relationship managers are well-versed in these programs and are standing by to provide the support you need and help determine which financing options are best suited to your specific circumstances. So please don't hesitate to connect with them to see how we can help. As a reminder, today's call was recorded and is available for playback. The information was provided in the invitation, so please feel free to pass it along if there are others within your company who may benefit from today's roundtable. 
This does conclude our call for today. So thank you very much for your time. Be safe and take care. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.